0: Welcome to the Next Steps Bible Reading Podcast. I'm Greg Whiting, reading from the One Year Chronological Bible, and today's reading is for September 17th. Ezra's Prayer Concerning Intermarriage. Ezra 9, 1 15, 458 B.C. After these things had been done, the leaders came to me and said, The people of Israel, including the priests and the Levites, have not kept themselves separate from the neighboring peoples with their detestable practices like those of the Canaanites, Hittites, Perizzites, Jebusites, Ammonites, Moabites, Egyptians, and Amorites. They have taken some of their daughters as wives for themselves and their sons, and have mingled the holy race with the peoples around them. And the leaders and officials have led the way in this unfaithfulness. When I heard this, I tore my tunic and cloak, pulled hair from my head and beard, and sat down appalled. Then everyone who trembled at the words of the God of Israel gathered around me because of this unfaithfulness of the exiles, and I sat there appalled, until the evening sacrifice then at the evening sacrifice I rose from my self abasement with my tunic and cloak torn and fell on my knees with my hands spread out to the Lord my God and prayed I am too ashamed and disgraced my God to lift up my face to you because our sins are higher than our heads and our guilt has reached to the heavens from the days of our ancestors until now our guilt has been great because of our sins we and our kings and our priests have been subjected to the sword and captivity pillage and humiliation at the hand of foreign kings as it is today but now for a brief moment the lord our god has been gracious in leaving us a remnant and giving us a firm place in his sanctuary and so our god gives light to our eyes and a little relief in our bondage though we are slaves our god has not forsaken us in our bondage he has shown us kindness in the sight of the kings of persia he has granted us new life to rebuild the house of our god and repair its ruins and he has given us a wall of protection in judah and jerusalem But now, our God, what can we say after this? For we have forsaken the commands you gave through your servants the prophets when you said, The land you are entering to possess is a land polluted by the corruption of its peoples. By their detestable practices they have filled it with their impurity from one end to the other. Therefore do not give your daughters in marriage to their sons, or take their daughters for your sons. Do not seek a treaty of friendship with them at any time, that you may be strong and eat the good things of the land, and leave it to your children as an everlasting inheritance. What has happened to us is a result of our evil deeds and our great guilt, and yet, our God, you have punished us less than our sins deserved, and have given us a remnant like this. Shall we then break your commands again and intermarry with the peoples who commit such detestable practices? Would you not be angry enough with us to destroy us, leaving us no remnant or survivor? Lord, the God of Israel, you are righteous. We are left this day as a remnant. Here we are before you in our guilt, though because of it not one of us can stand in your presence. The people confessed their sin, Ezra 10, 1-17, 458 B.C. While Ezra was praying and confessing, weeping and throwing himself down before the house of God, a large crowd of Israelites, men, women, and children, gathered around him. They too wept bitterly. Then Shechaniah, son of Jehiel, one of the descendants of Elam, said to Ezra, We have been unfaithful to our God by marrying foreign women from the peoples around us. But in spite of this, there is still hope for Israel. Now let us make a covenant before our God to send away all these women and their children in accordance with the counsel of my Lord and of those who fear the commands of our God. Let it be done according to the law. Rise up, this matter is in your hands. We will support you, so take courage and do it. So Ezra rose up and put the leading priests and Levites and all Israel under oath to do what had been suggested, and they took the oath. Then Ezra withdrew from before the house of God and went to the room of Jehonanan son of Elishab, While he was there, he ate no food and drank no water, because he continued to mourn over the unfaithfulness of the exiles. A proclamation was then issued throughout Judah and Jerusalem for all the exiles to assemble in Jerusalem. Anyone who failed to appear within three days would forfeit all his property in accordance with the decision of the officials and elders, and would himself be expelled from the assembly of the exiles. Within the three days, all the men of Judah and Benjamin had gathered in Jerusalem, and on the twentieth day of the ninth month, all the people were sitting in the square before the house of God, greatly distressed by the occasion and because of the rain. Then Ezra the priest stood up and said to them, You have been unfaithful. You have married foreign women, adding to Israel's guilt. Now honor the Lord, the God of your ancestors, and do his will. Separate yourselves from the peoples around you and from your foreign wives. The whole assembly responded with a loud voice, You are right. We must do as you say. But there are many people here, and it is the rainy season, so we cannot stand outside. Besides, this matter cannot be taken care of in a day or two, because we have sinned greatly in this thing. Let our officials act for the whole assembly. Then let everyone in our towns who has married a foreign woman come at a set time, along with the elders and judges of each town, until the fierce anger of our God in this matter is turned away from us. Only Jonathan, son of Ashiel and Jezeiah, son of Tikvah, supported by Meshulam and Shebithai. The Levite opposed this. So the exiles did as was proposed. Ezra the priests, selected men who were family heads, one from each family division, and all of them designated by name. On the first day of the tenth month, they sat down to investigate the cases, and by the first day of the first month, they finished dealing with all the men who had married foreign women. Those guilty of intermarriage, Ezra 10, 18-44. Among the descendants of the priests, the following had married foreign women. Wow, this is interesting. From the descendants of Joshua, son of Jazadak, and his brothers, Messiah, Eliezer, Jerob, and Gedaliah, they all gave their hands in pledge to put away their wives, and for the guilt they each presented a ram from the flock as a guilt offering. From the descendants of Emmer, Hanani, and Zebadiah, From the descendants of Haram, Messiah, Elijah, Shemaiah, Jael, and Uzziah. From the descendants of Pasher, Eleni, Messiah. Ishmael, Nathaniel, Jazabad, and Elisha. Among the Levites, Jazabad, Shimmai, Keliah, that is Kelita, Pethiah, Judah, and Eliezer. From the musicians, Elishib. From the gatekeepers, Shalom, Telam, and Uri. And among the other es- Israelites, from the descendants of Parosh, Ramiah, Isaiah, Melchijah, Mijamin, Eliezer, Malkijah, and Beniah, From the descendants of Elam, Mataniah, Zachariah, Jehiel, Abdi, Jeremoth, and Elijah. From the descendants of Zatu, Elianai, Elishib, Mataniah, Jeremoth, Zabad, and Aziza. From the descendants of Bibai, Johanan, Hananiah, Zabbi, and Athli. From the descendants of Bani, Meshulam, Malach, Adiah, Jashub, Sheol, and Jeremoth. From the descendants of Pahath, Moab, Adna, Kilau, Baniah, Messiah, Mataniah, Bezaleel, Benui and Manasseh. From the descendants of Haram, Eliezer, Ishijah, Malkijah, Shemaiah, Shimeon, Benjamin, Maluk and Shemariah. From the descendants of Hashem, Mataniah, Metatah, Zebub, Eliphelet, Jeremiah, Manasseh and Shimei, From the descendants of Bani, Madiah, Amrim, Yul, Baniah, Bedediah, Kului, Vaniah. Jeremoth, Elishab, Mataniah, Mataniah, and Jesu. From the descendants of Benu, Shemiah, Shelemiah, Nathan, Adiah, Meknabah, Shashai, Shariah, Ezra, Shelemiah, Shemariah, Shalom, Amariah, and Joseph. From the descendants of Nebo, Jael, Mataniah, Zebeb, Zabina, Jedi, Joel, and Benaiah. All these have married foreign women, and some of them had children by these wives. Nehemiah's Concern for Jerusalem, Nehemiah 1, 1-11, 446 B.C. The words of Nehemiah, son of Hekeliah. In the month of Kislev in the twentieth year, while I was in the citadel of Susa, Hanani, one of my brothers, came from Judah and with some other men, and I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that had survived the exile, and also about Jerusalem. They said to me, Those who have survived the exile are back in the province, are in a great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and its gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Then I said, Lord, the God of heaven, the great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments. Let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day and night for your servants, the people of Israel. I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself and my father's family, have committed against you. We have acted very wickedly toward you. We have not obeyed the commands, decrees, and laws you gave your servant Moses. Remember the instruction you gave your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands, then even if your exiled people are at the farthest horizon, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. They are your servants and your people, whom you redeem by your great strength and your mighty hand. Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of this your servant and to the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name. Give your servant success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man. I was cupbearer to the king. Nehemiah goes to Jerusalem. Nehemiah 2, 1-10, 445 B.C. In the month of Nisan, in the twentieth year of King Artaxerxes, when wine was brought for him, I took the wine and gave it to the king. I had not been sad in his presence before, so the king asked me, Why does your face look so sad when you are not ill? This can be nothing but sadness of heart. I was very much afraid, but I said to the king, May the king live forever. Why should my face not look sad when the city where my ancestors are buried lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire? The king said to me, What is it you want? Then I prayed to the God of heaven and I answered the king, If it pleases the king and if your servant has found favor in his sight, let him send me to the city in Judah where my ancestors are buried so that I can rebuild it. Then the king, with the queen sitting beside him, asked me, How long will your journey take, and when will you get back? It pleased the king to send me, so I set a time. I also said to him, If it pleases the king, may I have letters to the governors of Trans-Euphrates, so that they will provide me safe conduct until I arrive in Judah? And may I have a letter to Asaph, keeper of the royal park, so he will give me timber to make beams for the gates of the citadel by the temple, and for the city wall and for the residence I will occupy? And because the gracious hand of my God was on me, the king granted my requests. So I went to the governors of Trans-Euphrates and gave them the king's letters. The king had also sent army officers and cavalry with me. When Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite official heard about this, they were very much disturbed that someone had come to promote the welfare of the Israelites. Nehemiah inspects Jerusalem's wall. Nehemiah two eleven 11-20, 445 B.C. I went to Jerusalem and after staying there three days, I set out during the night with a few others. I had not told anyone what my God had put in my heart to do for Jerusalem. There were no mounts with me except the one I was riding on. By night I went out through the valley gate toward the jackal well and the dung gate examining the walls of Jerusalem, which had been broken down, and its gates, which had been destroyed by fire. Then I moved on toward the fountain gate and the king's pool, but there was not enough room for my mount to get through. So I went up the valley by night, examining the wall. Finally, I turned back and re-entered through the valley gate. The officials did not know where I had gone or what I was doing, because as yet I said nothing to the Jews or the priests or nobles or officials or any others who would be doing the work. Then I said to them, You see the trouble we are in? Jerusalem lies in ruins, and its gates have been burned with fire. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem, and we will no longer be in disgrace. I also told them about the gracious hand of my God on me and what the king said to me. They replied, Let us start rebuilding. So they began this good work. But when Sambalat the Horonite, Tobiah the Ammonite official, and Geshem the Arab heard about it, they mocked and ridiculed us. What is this you are doing, they asked. Are you rebelling against the king? I answered them by saying, The God of heaven will give us success. We his servants will start rebuilding, but as for you, you have no share in Jerusalem or any claim or historic right to it. And that's the end of the reading for September 17th. Well, that first part was very interesting from Ezra. And I just want to mention something to keep in mind here because it's calling for basically those who were believers, those who were part of Israel, to divorce their wives and send away their wives and those children from that marriage to be holy once again before God because God had commanded them according to his law, don't intermarry because they're going to take your hearts away from me. That's not what the New Testament talks about. If you're married now to a non-believer, have children from that non-believer, that law is no longer in place. It certainly can serve as a warning before you get married, uh, but that law is not in place that you should divorce your non-believing spouse. The script, the New Testament speaks to those situations. But it's certainly, as far as application here, there are a couple things that come to my mind. One is that um, the idea of honoring God is not just about me. It's about those I associate with. It's about those I'm in community with that we would seek to honor God together. It's also about confessing sins. Uh, whether it was that particular sin or there were other sins, and Nehemiah even here, um, when he prays to God, confesses sins of the nation and his own sins before God. And I think that's uh, telling to be able to consider that the sins of, that I have committed or within my community of believers that I need to always be going to God in a humble confession. Nehemiah also then asked God specifically to bring about the circumstances so that he could rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And it's very interesting that God used non-believers and a king from a nation that did not follow God to be able to bring this about. And so my my particular application um, from this obviously there are several that could be taken but mine devotionally today is to remember that god is the one is in control and if i go to him in prayer in confession and in asking him to do his work he can choose to use anyone including non-believers in our world to bring about his will and i can trust in that and I can trust in him for whatever he chooses to do. So, Father, I come to you today confessing that my heart is not always dedicated on the things it should be, nor the people that are in community with me as believers. But, Father, I want to have trust in you that you can use even non-believers to bring about your will. You are that powerful. And I pray, Father, that you would use me, you would use us, to be able to live out your truth and that people's lives would be forever changed and that what is righteous and good and just would once again be elevated in our community, in our country, and in our world. We know that can be done by your power and I ask you to do it in Jesus' name, amen.